This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1226. Don't be a softie on IELTS speaking. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. One way to stand out for a seven or higher on IELTS speaking is to stand strong in your opinions. Find out the formal phrases you need to disagree in part three to impress the examiner on test day. Hello, wonderful IELTS students. We have a, uh, a special episode for you today. Yes, this is really fun. You guys, if you have not yet subscribed to the Business English Podcast, you are missing out, especially if you work in English or will at any time in the future. We have a third podcast now. So exciting. Unbelievable. We do so much stuff, you guys. Um, so before we get to that episode, we'll we'll introduce it in a second. But right now, guys, because I know you can multitask wherever you're listening to us right now, or if you're on YouTube, go to your podcast app um, and search All Ears English. You could hit that podcast button and the Business English podcast will be there. Or you could search All Ears English Business English or just go to allearsenglish.com slash T-R-Y. That's allearsenglish.com slash try to find that podcast. Um, all right. So in this episode, they are giving you vocabulary for opinions, but more specifically, opinions that disagree. And I think this is incredibly useful, not just in real life, because we have to be ready to disagree as a strong person, right? As a person who has opinions yes. at work in life. But also, you need to do this in speaking part three on IELTS. Yes, right. You can't be wishy-washy. means like you don't really have a strong opinion. Yep. You kind of don't care either way. You can't do that on the IELTS exam. And really, there's an argument to be made that you shouldn't do that in life either. Like, have an opinion. Have something to say. <laughs> Draw lines. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to speak out. Um, so how does this affect your score? If you don't come up with opinions if you know if you're asked something and you're like well i i don't know i i don't have an opinion or i i really can't say anything about that right? oh it's, my gosh like that is the worst thing you could do that's almost that's like just above being completely silent like you might as well not be saying you might anything. as well not say anything right <laughs> you're not going to get a good vocabulary score because there are no specific details right you're not going to get a good fluency score because you're not showing that you could fluently speak about anything you're mm -hmm. right. You may as well be silent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's get into this business English episode, guys, and learn and write down these natural phrases for disagreeing. And remember, these are all useful for IELTS speaking, but also for general training writing that task one letter. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. But more than that, guys, IELTS isn't the end all be all of why you're learning English. You need these phrases for the rest of your life. <laughs> Exactly. You need to be able to disagree or agree in an interesting native way. That's the best type of conversation, really. You don't want to sit there and just say, mm, I don't know what I think. Ugh, boring. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into the episode. Hey there, Michelle. How are you doing today? 
Hello, Lindsay. I am good. How are you? Welcome to a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Welcome to you. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of weeks, so that's exciting. Are you excited for Thanksgiving? I am excited. I am excited. How about you? What are you going to do? I'm excited. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to go back to Maryland? Actually, no. This year, my parents are coming up here and we're going to spend all the in-laws are going to be together and yeah, wow. our family. So that'll, that'll be fun in, in the Jersey area. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm going to spend some time with my parents and my niece, who is super cute. She's a year and a half now and she's starting to get approach the the crazy, t- the t- what do they call the terrible twos. Terrible twos, yeah. <laughs> she's starting to get a mind of her own. So she Aww. does things, she does whatever she wants, you know, so she puts cute. on a pair of sunglasses. She wants to put them on. She wants to put on shoes. She wants to do what she wants to do. So she's super cute. That's adorable. <laughs> oh, well, have fun. I know. Thank you. Should be good. So today, Michelle, we are talking about something totally unrelated to our nieces (laughs) and nephews. (laughs) And we're talking about so one of our listeners actually wrote in and asked us to talk about how to defend your point with your boss politely or how to disagree politely with your boss. So kind of a business English topic. Good topic, right? Yeah, that is. And that's really interesting. That's a tough question. It's a really big question. So we're just going to take a stab at it in terms of vocabulary here. But whenever we talk about something like this, we need to talk about culture, right? Because cultures are different. And it's not just the culture of the country, right? Not just American culture, because it's so hard to talk about American culture. It's such a big country. But what about company culture, right? Yeah, that yeah, I would say that's That's huge because there's so many different kinds of company cultures, right? And like one, one thing might be okay in one business. And then if you change jobs into another company, like something's completely inappropriate. So, um, it's important to keep those things in mind. Like, what do you think specifically, um, makes the difference, Lindsay, you think for company culture? Well, I think often uh, the age of the employees and the mm-hmm. age of the boss, I think that the boss of a company can set the tone for a company culture often, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yeah, one place might be like really, really casual where you're able to, you know, really speak up and, and talk about what you think. And maybe and maybe you're even like pretty good friends with your boss. Right. And you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I whatever, yeah. whatever you think. And you're OK sharing that. But maybe in another yeah. company, it's very serious and there's no way you can, you know, yeah. feel that comfortable. So right, it's all right. different. It's important to keep that in mind that it really depends on the specific place. Yeah, it's funny. Like I hear, I often read about the company cultures in, you know, tech companies like Apple, Amazon. Well, not Amazon, but um, Google, you know, these companies often may like choose a younger person to be in a higher position. It's more based on what you know and what you can do. It's not so much based on age. And I know around the world, often, you know, people move up through companies based on age. And that still happens here, but it's not always a guarantee in every company that you'll move up just because you've been there longer. It's not just seniority, right? Right. That's true. So that could create a culture of more openness, more, more people being more likely to disagree if, you know, your boss is kind of your age, right? right that could happen. It's some, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, right? I mean, that's an right. ex- exceptional case, but what is he like 28, 30 something? I don't even know. Yeah. So he has people working under him who are twice his age, of course. So really interesting stuff. But let's just throw out. Well, Michelle, actually, first, I wanted to ask you when you were working at the radio show, (laughs) um, what was the company culture like there? Could you disagree with your boss? 
<laughs> uh, we had a really fun company culture, actually. Like we we all sat in the same room and we all talked and, you know, cool. we, we would, you know, really get our work done. But we were able to kind of have a fun time as well and discuss different things and make jokes because it was also a creative atmosphere, which Ooh, is important. That sounds, that sounds fun. That sounds yeah. really fun. Yes, yeah. So it was really, really fun. So, you know, there were sometimes, you know, somebody would say, oh, does anybody have an idea for this or that or whatever? Um, and as far as my boss, yeah, he, we had a pretty um, open relationship. I wouldn't just say like, no, I don't like that or something right. like that. <laughs> of course, it's never, you know, unless they're like your, you know, best friend and you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's never going to be that easy. But like um, yeah. I had a I had a good boss and we were able to talk about, you know, different things and th- okay. stuff like that. So it was a, it was a good culture. I like that. So even though it was an open, creative, young New York City culture, you still needed to use some tact when yes. you wanted to disagree with your boss. Right, Michelle? Of course. I think I think pretty much always you have to. Yeah. So that's what we're going to show our listeners how to do today. Perfect. So we have a handful of phrases. What does it mean when I say a handful, Michelle? Um, a bunch, a lot, a bunch, <laughs> a bunch, a handful, a few, maybe five, six phrases, right? right? Exactly. And to share with our listeners, to show you guys, if you do want to disagree with your boss, and I think it's important, you know, if you don't agree with something in, you know, obviously it depends on your company culture, but I wouldn't want to work in a place where I couldn't disagree, right? If something was going on that wasn't good, that wasn't good for the company or for me as an employee, I would want to speak up, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Business English vocab and strategies will also help your IELTS scores and the rest of your life. Right now, search for the All Ears English Business English podcast in your podcast app and hit follow or go to allearsenglish.com slash try. So we have some phrases on how to do that. Michelle, what's the first one? The first one is I have to disagree. Yeah. And when you say I have to, how does it change the phrase as opposed to I disagree? It's kind of, mm, that's a good question. It's just, it, it's kind of um, not as direct. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like taking the, I, in my opinion, instead of saying I disagree, it's like very extreme. Like, that's, this is what I feel, right? I have to it's disagree. Direct, it, yeah. it might be, it might be like a little less, um, confrontational sounding. Do you yeah, think? I agree. I think it's taking one step back from yeah. saying I, right? I disagree is very black and white. It's pretty right. gutsy if you say that to your boss. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you do need to put some words around it, you know, and, and just to build that relationship. So when you say I have to disagree, I think it makes it sound like maybe you don't want to disagree, but you yes. have to. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, you agree. Good. It's okay if you disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next one, a, a different way of going about this could just be, can I share my opinion? Right. right. You just start it that way instead. It's, it's a little bit less, um, confrontational if you start your contribution that way. Yeah. Right. Right. True. And the next thing you could say is, I have a slightly different perspective. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so slightly gonna, different. Slightly right? different. Yeah. Another nice way to say that you're going to disagree now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that word slightly is 
is slightly uh, really kind of taking a bunch of steps back. <laughs> it's taking a bunch of steps back. Right. So you could also say I have a different perspective, exactly. but that would be a little more direct when we add slightly. It may, takes it another step back. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. To show that respect. And then the next one is actually I can't completely agree. And that's very similar to the first one. I have to disagree. Right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So here we're I think the two words are like actually and completely right. That kind of bring it back a little. Yeah. Actually, actually is very useful in this case. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it Again, it softens things. It makes you more. I don't know. It kind of helps you connect with people. That word right. actually is 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 a linchpin, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. OK. What's the next one, Michelle? Uh, the next one is. Oh, this is. Yeah. I need to respectfully disagree. Ooh, we're getting creative with these phrases. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> all right. All right. And then we have one more. Not too many more, right? We don't want to throw too many phrases at our listeners here, guys. Just one more. We can say I'm not on board with that, right? right. To be on board with something means to what, Michelle? To uh to agree. Basically. Yeah, to agree, to be, yeah, to be in agreement, to, to be on the team. You say, yes, we're going to do this. But right. if you say, I'm not on board with that or I can't get on board with that, it just means that you don't agree. You don't want to do it, whatever right. it is. Right. Sometimes people will ask, like, are you on board with that? You know, in a question form. So like, yeah, that's basically mean like means like, are you good with this? Do you agree? Same thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You got it. So let's let's have a quick conversation about All Ears English and the location of the office. You're okay. the boss, Michelle. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, um, Lindsay, I propose we rent a big office in downtown Boston and move the entire company here. It will be better for employee morale. Uh, excuse me, Miss Kaplan? Yes. I have to disagree. I actually think that what boosts employee morale is a sense of autonomy and our staff members love to be able to work from home. Really? I think we would have better communication if we all worked in the same room. I need to respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked with a few of my colleagues and they're much happier being at home. Mm. I know when I have a slightly different perspective, but when employees are happy, they communicate well. Mm, interesting point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, so I think I, I screwed up there. I, I should have said, I know I have a slightly different perspective. Again, another thing you could add to just show that you know that you're disagreeing and again, builds the connection, right? right? Right. Yeah. So those are a couple of ways that we could, what, what phrases did we use here, Michelle? Let's just break it down here. Yes. Okay, so let's see. So mm -hmm. you said, um, I have to disagree. I actually think, right? Mm -hmm. I actually think, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. good. And then what else did I say? Um, you said, I need to respectfully disagree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to respectfully disagree. And I also said, I know I have a slightly different perspective. And that's not one of the phrases that we taught. But again, for our listeners, it's a good way to build that. I know this might not come off well, right? You show the person, I know I see it differently, but here's my perspective. Right, right. Exactly. Right. So saying, I know I have this, right? Because we talked about slightly different perspective, but the way that you put it forward, um, I really liked. I know that I have this, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing is just to come out and say, I disagree. Right. 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 The offices should not be in Boston and everyone. It, obviously, <laughs> we need to use some tact. We need to be smart about building the relationships with our bosses, with our colleagues, with our clients. You know, I mean, it's, it's all. And the way to do that is through good vocabulary like we're showing you guys today. Michelle, any final thoughts before we wrap up? 
Um, no, I think that this is really, I think that the main thing is this idea of using certain words in a way to soften them. And, mm. you know, you can even you take these and, you know, think about other ways that you can use them too. You know, maybe you're going to use them in a relationship or something like that. You know, there are mm. lots of other ways. So I like this way of using it uh, because, um, yeah, it was a great question, right? How do you defend your point with your boss? But some of these things you can think, okay, well, how could I use these um, in other areas of learning mm. English? That's a good point, Michelle, right? The softeners, right? The words that soften mm-hmm. your point and help you build connection with the person. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is we don't want to enter a conversation intimidating someone, right? We yes. don't want to start off on the wrong foot. I like that expression, to start off on yeah. the wrong foot. We've got to build that connection first. And right. that's what we believe here at All Ears English. The connection is the key. And then from there, there's no limit to the progress we can make together at work. Right. I agree. So yeah, these words to soften, I think are really, are really key and um, good for building these relationships. So yeah. Good. Go forth and conquer. (laughs) That's it, Michelle. I love it. I love it. Well, Michelle, thanks for hanging out today. Hope you have a great day. Thanks, Lindsay. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, so I just quickly want to highlight for our IELTS students two phrases that they should definitely be practicing for part three. Um, Aubrey, what's the first phrase? Yeah, the first to answer and say, I have a slightly different perspective from most people, I think. Like, what an interesting way to introduce an answer, especially if you feel like you disagree with what a lot of people think. I love this phrase. Um, and this is honestly, this is something I say in like I use the word perspective oh, yeah. a lot in, in just daily conversation. So, for example, guys, if the examiner says, um, like, why is it important to remember our past? Right. Um, the question is assuming that it is important, you know. So you could say like, yeah, I agree. It's important because blah, blah, blah. And then you could say, but honestly, I, I have a slightly different perspective on this because I don't feel that it's healthy to dwell on past failures. You can be constricted by past failures and then never take a risk again. Um, So that, okay, there's an example. (laughs) This is a really good example. Think how useful that would be, guys. So many part three answers where especially there are a lot of questions that are like that, where it sort of assumes a certain perspective. Right. And not a lot of students are going to dare really to say, okay, I, you know, I see where you're coming from, but consider this perspective that would impress the examiner for sure. Oh, completely. I love it when students give me opinions that I don't expect is the best. Um, all right. So that can also be used in writing task too. Honestly, I think that's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. this next phrase though, this is the last one we're going to highlight for you today, even though they're all awesome to be on board with, not on board with this is idiomatic. I wouldn't use it in, um, task two, but for task one letters, even formal ones, I could use this. So on board with, you agree, not on board with, you disagree. I think that one is so easy to use in part three, guys. And it's so native and natural. Instead of saying, I disagree, to say, I'm not on board with that. Better intonation, too. Because you're not going to say this with a monotone. Be like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm on board with that. Right, right. Um, okay, so guys, if you are watching us on YouTube, um, go to allearsenglish.com slash try, and it'll take you right to the podcast app that you want. Or if you're listening to us in a podcast app, go to All Ears English, search that, and look for the Business English Podcast, and hit follow. Awesome. Then we'll see you over there. We'll be on Sounds that good. podcast. So fun. <laughs> see ya. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.